IT's new MedTech and Robotics course welcomed by industry. Article by Elizabeth Lee. IT Carlo has announced two new STEM degree courses that will provide skilled graduates in biomedical electronics and in robotics and automated systems. Both courses have been welcomed by industry, with the Irish MedTech Association citing Ireland's position as one of the top five global MedTech hubs, describing the Bachelor of Engineering in Biomedical Electronics as preparing the next generation for the demands of tomorrow. Adrienne MacDonald, a senior executive with the Irish MedTech Association, said, This programme comes at a time when the medical technology industry is looking to address current skills shortages and prepare the next generation for the demands of tomorrow. These new programmes are a blended mix of physiology and cell biology and applied electronics for medical devices, and really complement the fostering of collaboration between education institutions and the medtech industry to strategically enable lifelong learning and develop the workforce with the skills areas that are in most demand now and in the future. Ireland is one of the top five global medtech hubs with over 450 companies and is ranked as the most innovative in the EU with 14,200 EU patent applications in 2020. The Bachelor of Engineering in Biomedical Electronics is suitable for students interested in high-tech industry advancing medical devices for state-of-the-art healthcare. The course is a combination of theory classes, practical experiments, project and laboratory sessions, and will include work placement and project collaboration with leading global medical device companies based in Ireland. Biomedical electronics involves the application of electronic circuits and technologies for treating medical conditions, monitoring health problems and improving the quality of life for patients. Ireland is one of Europe's largest medical technology hotspots. All of these companies require a continuous supply of graduates with skills in electronics and domain knowledge and expertise of medical devices and healthcare applications, commented Dr. Kavna, Programme Director and Lecturer at IT Carlo. The other entry, the Bachelor of Engineering in Robotics and Automated Systems, has been designed in collaboration with experts to meet industry needs. Due to the level of technicality involved in robotics and automated systems, which combine electronic engineering, mechanical engineering and computer science, there is a shortage of qualified graduates and personnel in this area. It is anticipated that graduates of the course will be highly sought after. The Bachelor of Engineering in Biomedical Electronics and the Bachelor of Engineering in Robotics and Automated Systems are currently open for applications via the CAO and will be delivered at the Carlo campus. Further information is available at www.itcarlo.ie. PDLS Parents Council presents €6,000 to school. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic and the various restrictions that came with it, the Parents Council of Presentation de la Salle College, the PDLS, Bagnallstown, managed to raise €6,000 for the school. We fundraised throughout the pandemic. We raised some of it through a raffle that we held when the students went out and sold the tickets throughout the community, said Caroline Kelly, chairperson of the Parents' Council. The money will go towards the cost of running the school's breakfast club. 
while in the coming years the council has pledged to support the school as it begins a new adventure. There are plans to build a new school to accommodate a growing student population and €21 million has been granted by the government to build it on a greenfield site. By pulling together as parents, we can support our growing school, said Caroline. Expressing his delight with the contribution, Principal John Keane said, I would like to say how grateful we all are in PDLS for the continued support of our hard-working parents' council. They are a vital part of our school community. They do brilliant fundraising work in our school and contribute to our development through their advice and expertise in a large number of areas. We are looking forward to the building of our new school and the input of our parents will be very important as we enter this exciting time, he said. Tour of Kaleshan Farms in Press's Junior Minister Article by Carmel Hayes Three neighbouring farms in Leash proved that cream rises to the top during a visit by Junior Minister Pippa Hackett. A milk processor, a butcher and a craft brewer, all operating within metres of one another in Kaleshin, showcased their products during the Minister's tour. The Minister of State described the Village Dairy, the Twelve Acres Brewing Company and Clonmore Meats as inspirational during her recent visit commenting that all three showed what could be achieved by businesses that think local, she said, These are three fantastic enterprises which show what can be achieved when you are determined to work with your land, your customers and your local farmers. I want to highlight these businesses as inspirational. Minister Hackett first met Noel Barco, whose family processes milk from both conventional and organic dairy farms and produces both types of milk and cream, under the Village Dairy brand. Across the road from the dairy, Tommy Brennan runs an abattoir and the Clonmore Meats butcher shop. He kills on average 100 cattle a week and about 250 lambs. Minister Hackett said, Small abattoirs are no longer common, but they should be. As a farmer myself, I really see the value of being able to bring your cattle to a local abattoir from an animal welfare perspective as well as from a convenience one and so I believe that we should encourage them again. Next door to the butcher, Ian MacDonald runs the Twelve Acres Brewing Company with his brother Paddy, brewing beer made with water from their own spring and malt from their own crop of barley on the family farm. After her tour of Kaleshan Farming Enterprises, the Minister for Land Use and Biodiversity said, There is so much room for imagination, diversity and ingenuity on Irish farms. I want to see more farmers reclaim their creativity and confidence and see farming as an art as well as a science. Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey Why I'll Continue to Wear a Mask One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. The words of American astronaut Neil Armstrong as he became the first person to walk on the moon on the 21st of July 1969. It was a major event, and like millions of others, I was glued to the TV to watch History in the Making. On Monday next, the 28th of February, another major event takes place, not quite in the same league as Neil Armstrong's moonwalk, but to some, it spells a return to normality and another milestone in our journey towards freedom. I'm referring to the removal of a legal requirement to wear masks in certain settings, such as on public transport, in shops, taxis, schools, public buildings and so forth. 
To some people, wearing a face mask has been a dreadful imposition and a sign that Big Brother was taking a further step towards controlling our lives. To me, such sentiments are nothing but pure rubbish. Irrespective of who takes off their mask on Monday next, I will continue as much as possible to wear one. I know that some people will say I'm going over the top and maybe I am, but over the past two years, wearing a face mask has served me well. I've been out and about as much over the past 24 months as I was before the pandemic struck and, thank God, I didn't catch COVID-19 or one of its variants, and more importantly, I didn't bring it home. I genuinely believe the reason I was so lucky was due to wearing a face mask and dipping my hands in a bucket of sanitizer whenever I got in and out of the car. Every second day I heard of someone I knew who caught the virus, and I was very concerned about picking it up as well. Hence, it became a constant reminder to put on a fresh mask as often as possible and to wear the skin off my hands applying sanitizer. I don't intend to change. This virus hasn't gone away, and someone very close to me is immunocompromised, so no matter what looks I get from people or whoever passes a smart remark about the mask being redundant, I'll continue to wear mine. Thankfully, COVID is no longer the headline maker it has been over the past two years, and because of that, there are many people out there who don't even know there is another strain making the rounds, BA2 as they have dubbed it. The jury is still out regarding the strength of this variant, but by all accounts, it will be a matter of days before it becomes the dominant variant in this country, and unlike the other mutations, we don't even know about it. I understand that everyone is tired of being unable to do whatever they want, whenever they want, but why at this late stage in the game have the authorities decided to act in a rather rash manner and give a free-for-all regarding the wearing of masks? Even though we all know wearing a mask is a good thing, it took the authorities a long time to get their act together and make it compulsory. There will always be those who want to go left whenever everyone else is going right, and it took introducing a law to get around that obstacle. Can you just imagine the smile on the faces of those individuals next week when they can literally stick their maskless mug in your face, knowing that short of breaking the law yourself, there's nothing you can do about it? Over the past two years, the annual flu season has come and gone with hardly anyone noticing the huge reduction in cases. But as we all relaxed a little over the past few weeks, what happened? Yes, there was a spike in the numbers. No one is saying definitely it was as a result of social distancing being done away with, or the fact that more and more people are now conveniently forgetting to wear a mask. But you would have to accept that has something to do with those figures rising. I could go on and on, but what's the point? People will do what they want to, irrespective of the consequences. They can do their thing, and I'll do mine. Time to think with Father Paddy Byrne. It's better to do something than nothing at all. In the Bible, the Virgin Mary was named Stella Maris, which means Star of the Sea. The Virgin Mary is a symbol of guidance and protection for people in difficulty, such as sailors who sought her for their safe journeys. The star and the starfish, considered celestial symbols in the Bible, representing infinite divine love. The following spiritual story invites us to be hopeful and enthusiastic, important attributes in all our lives. 
Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, an elderly man was taking a walk along the beach. He was relaxed and content. The sun shone brightly in the sky. The birds wheeled and sang. The waves washed ashore. The sand was firm underfoot, and a gentle breeze tempered the heat. Some distance in front of him, the man saw the figure of a young man who was behaving strangely. He bent down from time to time, went over to the sea, bent down, and then back to the strand again as he walked along. "'What's he doing?' thought the old man. "'Maybe he's just happy celebrating life with this strange dance of his. I'll ask him.' A few minutes later they met and greeted each other. "'Good morning. A beautiful day. Isn't it lovely by the sea?' and so on. Then the elderly man said, "'As I was walking along, I saw you bending down and then going over to the sea and back again. Do you mind if I ask what you were doing?' "'Not at all,' replied the young man. "'Do you see all those starfish that have been washed up on the shore? The whole length of the beach is lined with them. They're exposed to the wind and sun, and they're drying up. A drying starfish is a dying starfish, so I'm putting as many of them as I can back into the water.' Those that survive will produce the next generation of starfish, and life will go on. How many have you put back in? asked the old man. The young man replied, I don't know, maybe fifty or sixty. So what's the point? said the old man. That's such a tiny number among the thousands that line the shore. What difference does it make? The young man didn't reply. He bent down, picked up a starfish, and carried it back to the water. Almost immediately it took on a healthy natural appearance, as if happy to be back in its own environment. It made a difference to that one, he said. The old man said nothing but quietly thanked the young man and began his journey home. As he walked along he thought to himself, I've learned something good today. You can't do everything, but you can do something. It's better to do something even if it's only a small thing than to do nothing, because of being unable to do everything. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. He continued on his way. Then he stopped, bent down, picked up a starfish and put it in the water. A few steps later, he did the same again, thinking, if one person does a small thing, it remains a small thing. If many people do a small thing, it becomes a big thing. Today has been a good day. For those in a hurry, Those who are faithful in small things will be faithful also in big things. Jesus in Luke chapter 16 verse 10. Don't quit. When things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are, it may be near when it seems so far, so stick to the fight when you're hardest hit, it's when things seem worse that you must not quit.